All right, let's talk some uh, finals uh, with, I'm sure he got over it by now, uh, the fact that uh, Brown and uh, and Rosia clanged every shot in, in Game 7. So, uh, But he's with us now, Bill Simmons. Bill, welcome. How are you? I'm not over it. You're I'm not exactly over it yet? Not. Okay. No, I'm not. Okay. No. no. That was terrible. Can that we be serious a for a second? Let's be serious for a second here, and then we'll, then we'll fool around. But let's be serious for a second. Tell me what you can tell us, shed some light, maybe even give us something we don't know about this whole Colangelo thing, which was broken uh, by the ringer. And tell me what you can, if there's anything new or anything you can shed some light on. There's nothing new I can really tell you. It's a, it's a story that, you know, we've been working on for four months. Right. And just the writer got tipped and started really chasing it and trying to figure out what the commonalities were between these five Twitter accounts that had all these things in common. And eventually how they may or may not have tied to Brian Colangelo. And, you know, as as we covered in the piece, we approached the sisters about two of the accounts and then wanted to see what would happen to the other three. And after we, we kind of alerted them that we knew about these two accounts, the other three went dark. And that's when we, you know, started to wonder, all right, what's going on here? But, you know, we still don't know. We're still waiting to see what the explanation is for all the different ways that these five accounts seem to be inter- intertwined with, uh, with Colangelo. It's, it's, it's the biggest story we've had at the ringer. It's also, I think one of the weirdest stories, I, I think it's really kind of on par with like the Monte Teo catfish stuff and just, gotcha. it's just a really strange story. And I think people, People were just kind of riveted by it, and is, we've been hearing about it for 36 hours. Do you th- is there any possibility, even remotely, that his statements that someone's out to get me, that there is some you know other force at work here? Is it a guy who just got caught with his hand in a cookie jar, or is there poss- is it even remotely possible that there's any truth to that? Honestly, I don't know, and, and I don't want to speculate. I know it sounds like a cop-out, but I just don't know. I'm I'm on the edge of my seat waiting to find out more like everybody else. Okay. All we were able to do is lay out the case, like, here are all these really bizarre coincidences. What does this mean? And, you know, the Internet has taken it and run with it the last few days, but we're still trying to find out resolution. It seems like at some point we're going to be able to figure out who was behind the accounts. We're talking with Bill Simmons, obviously a very big uh, story, as Bill said, a very uh, big piece of reporting for The Ringer. Uh, so uh, kudos to you guys and uh, all you. the people who worked on it. So they deserve a lot of credit for this. Um, and, at, and at a time, you couldn't plan it better because people go out of their way, and as, as you know, and maybe the fans don't, people hold stories for weeks to launch them before any big event, like a, they'll hold a college story until the Final Four. Here at the, yeah. on the eve of the NBA Finals to, you know, have this story come forward is, uh, I mean, the timing is perfect. Yeah, we did. I, that was not entirely intentional, but we did find out, like, that was kind of the greatest night to have a story like that. The day after, everybody just been in this basketball grind for what was it, 10 straight days we yep. had games, and then the drama kind of kept building, and then we had two game sevens, and then all of a sudden that Tuesday was such a letdown. There's nothing going on. The Stanley Cup had been the night before. Um, and then that story popped up, and it, it, it goes to the big, the bigger thing here is that just the NBA now is this 12-month-a-year sport. 
and it's a 365-day sport. And every time you think there's going to be a lull, something else happens. You think like last summer, you know, we got to August finally. We had this crazy offseason, all these trades. And then it's like, all right, things have finally calmed down. And then the Kyle Irving soap opera started. And now it's another three weeks. And I think what we're seeing year after year now is the interest in, in the league, people knowing kind of not just what's going on on the court, but also the transactions, whose contracts up, yeah. how much cap space somebody has, what somebody do with the draft. Um, the finals is going to end. I think it's going to go five. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's the break-even point. I mean, it's big if they get if they get this to six. It was an achievement. It was it, totally. Yes. So let's say it ends in five. Yes. Now we move right to the draft. Absolutely. Now it's the week of the draft. What's going to happen? What's going on with this Luca kid? Will he come over? Who's Phoenix taking? What are the Knicks going to do? Are the Clippers going to trade up? All this stuff going to. And then the and LeBron then we stuff the starts. Yes, and then yeah, we get then LeBron in yeah, yep. July first, yep. and that goes two weeks, and now it's. You know, and summer league, summer league now is a real thing. Vegas and these rookies going there. That became a thing last year. Now we're in the third week of July. And then if one other thing happens, all of a sudden we're getting close to training camp. And for me, this is what the NFL used to be like. And that's yeah. what the other leagues have done, and now the NBA has done it also. And that is you have to be a 12-month league, and you have to have a definable offseason that gets an enormous amount of attention. Baseball does with the hot stove. And NFL has done it for years. Uh, their draft, I, their see, draft is Mike, a huge non-event, and now the NBA has it. But I would argue baseball is 100% not a 12-month year sport now. And I don't think football is either. I think football dies for two months now. No, I disagree. I, 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 think draft, it's, I think there's enough speculation that takes you to, to free agency and then to the draft. The draft speculations for months. So I think that's big right enough. Now, right. But right now, when was the last football conversation you had? Once we got through the draft, oh, this guy went here, this guy went there. It does die down for about – the NBA kind of takes over now for about eight weeks though. Yeah, I think I, June. But I, I give you that. Right now is the lull period until until camp's open. I, I agree that's it. But I, I think very little, and I think that's that's what the N, the NBA has done a very good job of. There's no question. And, and they've made it. But a lot of it – let's be honest. A lot of it deals with LeBron James every year, it seems. I mean, it seems like he, yeah. is, he is so much a part of this. Like right now, that's the biggest story – in every way than the finals is, because nobody thinks the finals are going to give us anything special, that the LeBron story any day now could easily eclipse the finals if there was anything to actually tell. So I've heard this argument, and I 50% agree with you, because I just think the mechanisms for following basketball now are better. And I think the Internet and Twitter and social and Instagram, all this stuff, we're just connected constantly. Podcasts, 24-7 radio stations. If you think of, like, just go back to 93. Jordan retires. Go back. Then the next year, Jordan might come back. We would have spent the whole summer in 94 talking. It would have been the same process for that. Is Jordan coming back? What's he going to do? And then you go 95, Jordan does come back. And then 97 and 98, is Jordan going to retire? Is this the last year of the Bulls? And then we would have gone through with Shaq and Kobe. Like, I just think the NBA is like this. And I think we just care more than we used to. And I think for kids under 30, this is their league. They care about these guys more than they care about Saquon Barkley. It's just, it's just a fact. Football is still bigger, but I think the personalities of basketball are just are just more important now. 
I think basketball has grown. I think it's grown more than the other two sports. I give you that. It's not. It, listen, nothing's ever going to be as big as the NFL. We know that. But, no. uh, but we know that and we know why. But the, the NBA has done a good job and a very good job of marketing their stars on a first-name basis often to the kids. A big part of it is the apparel. Yep. The apparel is an enormous part of it. But there is a connection with social media, and there also is a, a, a connection to music. There's a connection to culture that they intertwine with better than the other athletes, though. Yeah, and there's no helmets. I yep. think, obviously, that helps. Yep. Careers are way longer. LeBron's 15 years now. Who who goes 15 years in the NFL? No. Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Right. Except for quarterbacks, and the big guys are bigger in their sport. They're more dominant, too. The big guys are more dominant than in any other sport because they make such a difference. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, Aaron Rodgers is on a bad team. Guess what? He's going to go like seven and nine. He's he might be able to drag him to nine and seven and lose the wild card game. LeBron James is on a bad team. He makes the NBA Finals. It's true. You know, yes. he plays forty eight minutes to Game Six and Game Seven. I mean, when we Wilt did this in the sixties, yes, he did. He played forty eight minute games. But basketball is completely different, and he was much bigger and stronger than baseball. And, and, and a lot of times he didn't play. run the floor on every play either. So, I mean, no, yeah. yeah. So, because yeah. I watched him play, actually. And Wilt was an, a, wonderful, a, a wonderful talent. He was a great player. I actually saw him play in person uh, with, uh, on two occasions, so which was pretty special. So, uh, But he was also a confusing figure with, with, for, on a different level. But give me this. We're talking about Bill Simmons. Let me double yeah. back to the beginning now, to the Celtics. What was yeah. the reaction? What was first of all? You're a big Celtic fan, a very big one. Yeah. Give me your reaction. Give me Boston's reaction to a loss that I don't think they were expecting for Game Seven. Yes. You know the thing. The thing that I'm going to be wondering about on my deathbed, as we do, you always remember the losses more than the wins, and you know you have them in every sport, and you wonder why Grady Little left Pedro in. It's all. I'll never understand how Jeff Green played two straight good games. I watched that guy. He was on the Celtics. He's been on six, six teams, seven teams maybe. Just this talented, disappointing guy who one night would have 31 points and the next night would have zero and just could not put it together back-to-back games. Kevin Love goes out five minutes in the game six, and LeBron just doesn't have the help at that point. He actually needs Jeff Green to play well. This guy that all these different teams have counted on, who has let down everybody. And Jeff Green plays two really good games in a row. Yeah, wonderful game seven. Yeah, played a wonderful game seven. And was the second best Cav in game seven. No, uh, absolutely. I understand the missing shots. The Celtics was full gold the whole year. You never knew when the shots were going to go in. Marcus Smart would miss 10 in a row and then make two straight. Like, that's just a team they had. But the, the, if Jeff Green doesn't show up in that game, the Cavs can't get to 70 points. Who bothers you so, more, Brown or Rosier? Neither. I honestly, that, that they never changed who they were. The, the team the whole year was like, we're going to shoot open threes. Every shot they did was a wide open shot. I actually thought like the Boston shots that they got in Game Seven. Houston had some open shots, but Golden State's a way way better team and they're better defensively. And a lot of those shots were contested. Boston, those shots were wide Boston open. Boston got LeBron. a million open shots. And a million, a, a million and, and that's what has to kill them because the game just got big for those kids. The Boston yeah. got a million open shots in that game. A million. Well, and you, you know this too. Like, 
I, to me, the game sevens are just the greatest. The game seven over anything else in basketball, you can feel it in the in the arena. It's a different energy. There's no question. Just, there's real adrenaline and there's real pressure, and it's really you can feel it. And people, I think the tendency is people think, oh, they choked, or oh, they you know the pressure cracked them. It, it's not that. It's not. It's not a choking thing. It's like an adrenaline thing. It's so. It's so intense in the building that it make it throws people off. It makes them take crazy shots. It makes them think that they should shoot this 25-footer with 15 seconds left, and it saps them of energy, and they don't have the same legs in the second half. And there really is something to having the experience of playing those games that you cannot calculate. Oh, absolutely. And it's one of the reasons I love basketball. Enormously. Absolutely. And I'll tell you the other unsung thing there. In the second half, Thompson did a really good job on Horford. He really did. In the second yeah, half, because Horford killed them with Thompson off the court in the second quarter, and then he did a really good job on him in the second half. Well, you, we both subscribe to the same theory that you, you can drive yourself crazy with these different must-win games, Super Bowl, Game 7, whatever, but ultimately, if you have a flaw – the, the the big game is going to find the flaw, right? Like the worst no loss of my life, 86 World Series is the worst loss of my life. Our flaw that year was our closer. We had just a hodgepodge of dudes. They all stunk. Calvin Geraldo came up. I never totally trusted him. He melted down in the Angel Series. And he was the Achilles heel of that team. And he couldn't get through the ninth inning when we needed him. That's why we lost the World Series. This Celtics team, you know, it, it, they're their their best player in their team I wrote about it on the ringer.com over the weekend was Jason Tatum who's 20 oh, who didn't realize he was the best player in the team by far and there was a moment in that fourth quarter which five years from now he'll know he'll get it he'll be like guys get out of the way I got this but when you're 20 you don't know that he dunked over LeBron he hit a three and touched when, the ball and he never saw the ball for four minutes after the three off the dunk which was about yeah. to make him Larry Bird he never yeah. touched the ball for four minutes Right. So five years from now, what happens? He gets it every time down the the floor. Down the floor every single time. I got this. That's it. And that was the floor of the team was once Kyrie and Hayward went out. Tatum was the best guy on the team, and he's 20, and he doesn't understand how to be the best guy on the team yet. And that's not his fault. He's 20. He's going to be one of the best Celtics of all time, I think. I think he's going to be a wonderful player. I I totally agree. He's going to be a a really – and he's got an edge to him, which you love. I mean, you know, just the brush brush against LeBron after the dunk is a great – it's great to watch. It really is. And they did – but believe me, they didn't know either. They thought thought he was the best player in the draft. They thought he had a chance to be a multiple-time All-Star. They did not know they were getting a franchise guy and somebody that potentially could be the best wing in the entire league. They had no idea. You just don't know sometimes. What is the best case? We're talking about Bill Simmons. What is the best case scenario in your mind for Cleveland in this series? What's the absolute best you can give them in this series? I think they lose tonight. I think game two, you turn it into one of those ugly LeBron games, limited possessions, has no flow. He's getting a lot of calls. It's, you know, 75 to 74 with five minutes left. And the thing with LeBron, he's trying to shorten these games. It's like, it's a little like, you'll like this analogy. It's like the Parcells Belichick, yeah. that Bill, that Bill Super Bowl. Like, yeah. let's just shorten the game. Shorten the game. Let's take a 60 minute game and make it a 35 minute game. First words he told Ron Allen, shorten the game. Yeah. And that's what LeBron's trying to do with these games, especially on the road, just shorten the game. So the Celtics, 
in the second quarter against Evan. They were up 12, and they could never extend it, and they could never kind of make it so that it would have been impossible to come back. And once it got to the fourth quarter, now now it's LeBron time. He's short in the game. And if he can do that, he needs to do that in game one or game two. He needs to steal one of the first two. And then, honestly, I don't think they – the only way they can win is in seven. They can't beat this team four and a six, four and a five. Like that's just, just leave it right there. They can't beat this team four times. I'm sorry. I, I, I've seen I a lot of basketball either. in my life. I can't even – and I'm rooting for Cleveland as heavily as humanly possible. I can't even come up with – if you gave me another injury, I'm not sure they would win. And I, I, give me Iguodala out for the series, and give me one more. I mean, if I could take Durant out of the series, that's a different story. But you see, the problem is Durant. Durant's game has risen to a level where it is a problem for LeBron on a lot of nights by itself. Right. By itself. And LeBron, in Game 7, LeBron really saved himself on defense. And people... I think some people think, oh, he had, well, but he had that block in Rozier. He's playing defense. It's not about that. It's about how much energy can he save. He has to save it. End. He has to play 48 minutes. He's got to rest on defense. He has no choice. So in the first half, Jalen Brown took eight three-pointers, and he made two. All right, why did he take eight three-pointers? Because LeBron wasn't guarding him. Yeah, never chased him. Never the chased him. Never chased him. Yeah, and absolutely. he's basically like, hey, yeah. Jalen, God bless you. Yeah, take, take it. Today. Take it, yeah. Game seven, you're 21 years old. I think you're going to short on me. And so with LeBron, like, they still game two, probably win three or four. It's 2-2 going into game five. You lose game five. Go back to Cleveland. He shoots 28 free throws. They <laughs> win game six. He just has to get it to game seven because if he gets game seven and he's the best guy on the court and he can start in the game, they could win the series. Do I think that's going to happen? No. If I see but, game seven in this series, I will be the most stunned guy in America, I tell you right now. And I'm, I'm rooting well, hard for them, but I, I can't even see it. They just, listen, they are, let me put it mildly, and you know this, they are putrid defensively, putrid. They're bad. Oh, we terrible. Like they're terrible defensively. The, uh, the, one, the one thing um, with the, with, uh, LeBron, as this series goes along, though, is if it go. What if it goes the wrong way? What if they're down three nothing? I think at that point we have to start wondering if it's realistic that he leaves. That he just looks at this and goes, "These guys have a super team. I will never win the title if I'm in this situation. I'm in now. I've got to figure out a new." Well, let me ask you right now, and that's the biggest thing before we go. Uh, and that is, do you think right now? That he's gone. We're all going to give him a loss in the series. If he wins the series, forget it. All bets are off. Okay, I'll fly to Cleveland for the parade. Uh, If if uh, if they if they lose the series, which we all think they will, is he in your mind gone from Cleveland? I honestly, I have no idea, and I don't think he knows either. And this is something I wrote about in February. There's no perfect situation for him. There's no team that we can go. Oh, that makes sense. I think. If they get killed, if they lose in four, you know, and he looks at it and goes, I, I need to be on a super team, I think Houston becomes really realistic. If he's just looking at, you know what, I made eight straight finals, I'm a contender wherever I go, it doesn't matter what team I'm on. Either he stays in Cleveland or he goes to the Lakers, and then Philly is kind of lurking as a wild card. We should mention, though, the last time I was on, you and I both said Cleveland-Boston was going seven. And we liked the plus one ten for the seven game series. Absolutely loved it in seven games. I thought, and, and it was the easiest and we, and series to predict of all time. It. That's it. And we, I thought seven game was a toss up. And not only that, I thought it was the easiest series to predict 
game in and game out than any series I've ever seen in my life. It was the easiest wow. series to bet on in the history of mankind. Well, so now we both like Golden State and Fox. Um, I can't, you know, the only thing I see that it doesn't make it five is four. I mean, I, I can't see six. I can't see six. So there's a bet. The series will be five games or less is minus ten. Uh, I think that, that I, I I would listen. I don't want. I wouldn't bet it for this reason. I don't want to root against them. So, but I, I think that's the logical play. Obviously, Logically. yeah. I think five, and if he makes it to even six, it's amazing. If they get to six, it's, 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 it's almost like they won if they go six games. Serious? <laughs> it's too much of a discussion. What's court side at the NBA? What's court side at the NBA finals? So that's coming June 19th on HBO. Right. It's the show that I've always wanted to see, which is basically, you know, inside the NFL after the Super Bowl when they have that awesome show and the guys are Mike. Are you going to shoot it for every game? Oh, yeah. We're shooting it for every game, but it's going to be one show afterwards that's going to parachute in. And how long is the show going to be? How long is the show going to be? This one's going to be an hour. An hour show on everything that happens in the series. Every, everything, the narratives, but but really, like, what it's like. You know, I think the problem with the NBA is the the season ends and it's all like, what's going to happen, what's about to happen. But then when it's over, there's no big picture like, all right, what happened? And I think that's what we're trying to do with this. I, I I'm like pretty it. confident. All right, courtside at the NBA Finals. It'll debut June 19th on uh, HBO. Uh, yes. This is WFN and WFN-FM New York at 5 o'clock. Aaron Boone in a minute. Let me say this. If tonight they open with an open that is absolutely as ludicrous and as bad as the Stanley Cup Finals did, you have to make sure you pan it because that open was the worst thing I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> I hope that, I, I doubt they will do that. I, I can't see that happening. All right. Thanks for coming on. Enjoy it. <laughs> All right, thanks, man. Goodbye. Bill Simmons, courtside at the NBA Finals, debuts June 19th, a one-hour show, recapping. Hey, I'd love I, – I would, I would give anything to see this series go seven games. I would give anything – I'd pay money to have them win this series. I would, I would just like to watch it and have them win this series. I wish I could believe that was true. I don't. I think it's five games, and I, I hope I'm wrong. I, I would love to be wrong. But I, I'd say it's five, it, and that's that's pushing it. Five is it. You never look in sweeps. Five is it. If it went six, I think it's a great moral victory for Cleveland. We'll be back in just a minute.